You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Hope your guys' weekend was great. A lot to get to like usual. We're going to continue on with our greatest moments in BYU sports history. The night that Jimmermania really took off. We'll look back at that great moment up on the hill in Salt Lake City as Jimmer Fredette just absolutely lit up the University of Utah. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk a little bit some BYU football. Jay Drew and some other reporters really catch on to something we discussed weeks ago here on the podcast. We'll catch up on that as independents kind of plot their future course if the college football season is altered and they need to band together. We'll talk about that and of course catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, including BYU and San Diego State signing a new home and home deal in basketball to square off in San Diego and Provo over the next two years in basketball. I think it's a great deal all the way around for them. So a lot to get to. Today's show is brought to you by our good friend Friends at Built Bar. They are the new lead sponsor here on Locked On Cougars for this month. Check them out at BuiltBar.com. And right now, the promo code Locked On will get you $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. We'll tell you more about this company and what they're doing for our listeners here in just a little bit, as well as telling you what our friends at Talacris Plasma Resources are doing as well. So without further ado, let's get to the podcast. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 4th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to join us on a Monday edition of the show. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the Google Play Store, Google Podcasts. Overcast, just to name a number of the different podcast providers out there, but there are many, many more, and we are available on all of them. So make sure you follow along, catch up on everything going on in BYU Sports News Daily, as well as getting insider information to you guys that you will not find anywhere else. So thanks in advance for hitting that follow button on Spotify or the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, and happy May the 4th to you. May the 4th be with you. Obviously, today a big celebration of Star Wars. Uh, As a young man who grew up watching uh, the original trilogy religiously in my household, the Hatch household where I grew up in Utah County, uh, May 4th holds a little closer, it's a little closer to my heart than most, I I think, because it was one of those movies that I connected with and bonded with with my dad over, over the years, including BYU Sports and the like, but Star Wars is always part of that, and it's always kind of a fun day with May the 4th. I know a lot of people think it's a nerdy holiday, but I think it's fun regardless, and hopefully you guys are all having a great Monday regardless if you're a Star Wars fan or not. Uh, Kicking off today's show, just a heads up that this week we are continuing on with our greatest moments in BYU sports history. Uh, We started it last week. We'll get to some more great moments on today's show. I mentioned in the open we're going to talk about Jimmer Fredette and one of the more marvelous outings he had amidst many in a BYU uniform. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But we talked a few weeks ago, if you listen to this podcast, about the issue of if college football were to have to alter their season this fall, a lot of conferences considering conference game only schedules where uh, you'd have only eight or nine conference games as your season where they could delay the season a little bit but still get a number of games in and still in theory have winners of the conferences the New Year's Six Bowl games conf- college football playoff etc 
Well, if you're BYU or one of their fellow independents, where does that leave you? And we talked about this on the podcast, but all of a sudden it's become in vogue to talk about this. Jay Drew writing a story after Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports wrote about it, talking about the fact that uh, these independent programs have had preliminary conversations with one another. According to Dennis Dodd, everybody but BYU and uh, Notre Dame had had these conversations with one another about banding together and working together to put together a schedule if it worst comes to worst. Jay Drew actually did a really good job covering this and went and talked to and got comments from a lot of the athletic directors, Ian McCaw from Liberty, uh, spokesman from Army West Point Athletic Communications, New Mexico State Athletic Director Mario Mokia. They all spoke uh, with Jay Drew as well as uh, Duff Tittle, BYU's Associate Athletic Director for communications about the situation and uh, Ian McCaw said quote I am optimistic that we will play a full season on schedule and that's what we are planning on but we have discussed contingency plans now we talked about this like I said a few weeks ago on this podcast I tweeted it out as well on my Twitter feed you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch and we talked about the fact that, okay, if there were to go to conference-only schedules across the 10 conferences at the FBS level, where well, BYU, in theory, could put together, I think, would be a lackluster but still a solid schedule with what they have available to them in terms of their fellow independents. Uh, I talked about this where if BYU needed eight games... In theory, you would schedule a home-and-home home with Notre Dame. Uh, granted, Notre Dame, let's get that out of the way right now. Notre Dame probably would be absorbed into, let's say, the how the ACC were to schedule. And maybe BYU could help fill in that role as a 16th team in theory for one season this year. It would include a ton of travel for BYU to go to ACC programs. But... Uh, in theory, the way I had laid it out is that BYU were to get a home-and-home home with Notre Dame, a home-and-home home with Army West Point. So that takes care of four games right there because you have them at your home stadium, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You go to both uh, West Point, New York, as well as South Bend, Indiana for two games. And then you fill in the remaining four games with the other four independents. Uh, you'd have home games against the likes of UConn and UMass. Maybe you travel to New Mexico State and to Liberty. And that fills out an 8-8 eight, eight, game schedule. If you needed to go nine games, well, you take, let's say, New Mexico State, and you make that a home and home because New Mexico State's the closest independent to you in terms of relative geography, and you have that ninth game right there. be a very simple schedule. It wouldn't look sexy on paper outside of the big matchup with Notre Dame. I get that. In theory, a home and home with Notre Dame, but it would do in the special circumstance that BYU finds themselves in currently when it comes to potentially having to schedule on the fly when you don't have any of your regular games. In the story by Jay Drew, it said that uh, Duff Tittle said, quote, we just want to play a full football schedule like everybody else across the country, unquote. I think that's smart. You plan for the best, you, you, you hope for the best, and plan for the worst. So that's smart that Mario Mokia in this story said, quote, I would label them as cursory conversations. If things blew up and it all just went to conference games, I think we would all get on the phone, speaking of independent athletic directors, with each other very seriously. We aren't there yet where we have we aren't there yet where we have a coordinated effort, but yeah, there have been some discussions for sure. I think that's a great way to go about it. Hope for the best, plan for the worst, and BYU is not going to be left without games this year. I don't think that BYU is going to say, you know what, we're just going to punt on the season. 
Even BYU, as well as their athletic department, is run in terms of the dollars and cents figures. They need a football season, just like everybody else at the college football ranks, and they will do everything they possibly can do. We'll see what happens. Let's hope that this whole crush the curve movement actually is paying off. We're back open, by and large. If we need to play some games without fans, do it. I have no problem with that, and I know that's me speaking uh, kind of selfishly as a media member, but... If it means having football games and be able to watch them on TV versus being there in person, I think all of us would make the trade-off to actually have the games rather than being like, you know what, I'm not going back until we can have fans in the stands. That's I don't think many of us are going to have that hardline stance, but maybe I'm wrong about that. So, very interesting conversation. Jay Drew doing a great job as well as Dennis Dodd, but I feel like BYU, they're being smart just like everybody else is right now. Hoping for the best, but planning for the worst. And here's hoping that we have that full 12-game schedule because BYU's put together a great schedule this year and it would be a shame to see that kind of just wither away in the wind if it were to come to the, the these college football programs, these conferences are deciding, you know what, we're just playing our conference schedules due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It just... But it may just happen to be that way. So we'll see what happens and we'll have that covered for you here on the podcast. All right, coming up in just a second, we're going to switch over to the hardwoods, look back at one of the great moments in BYU basketball history, the night that I believe Jim Romania really took off. I have a unique connection to it. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I mentioned in the open that we have our new lead sponsor here on the podcast is our good friends at Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is a local company actually based in Utah County, but they are absolutely amazing. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and I can attest to this because because guess what? I had a box delivered to me, and I think I've eaten about half of them in about the half a week I've had them. <laughs> They're absolutely incredible. 16 amazing flavors currently, eight of them chocolate slash nut flavors. The other have eight that are chocolate with nut-free flavors. So regardless if you're allergic to nuts, they have nut-free facilities where they produce those as well. So you guys can get whatever you need. They're great for the health-conscious guy or gal that wants to lose or maintain weight by, while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Absolutely incredible, guys. I had the mint brownie on, I think, Friday, if I'm not mistaken. And the flavor profile for for the mint brownie bar is at 15 grams of protein in it. It's only 110 calories. Think about that. Just four grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs, guys. Absolutely incredible. Great company. Love having them on board with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. They're doing an absolutely marvelous job. You're going to hear them across all of our podcasts here on the network. They're handling all of it across the company and we couldn't be more excited to have them on board. But the best part is, is us being a podcast that's based in Utah. Well, Built Bar, they are a local company here in Utah. So we've talked a lot about supporting the local economy here in the state of Utah. Well, you can do that right now. And they have a special deal for you right now. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you get $10 off your first order. Once again, use that promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com, guys. Absolutely incredible deal. Uh, they have new flavors coming out later this month, so make sure to keep an eye out for that. And they are just absolutely incredible. You can follow them on Instagram at I'm Built, I-M-B-U-I-L-T, or follow them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built, B-A-R underscore B-U-I-L-T, if you want to follow them on social media. A great company, a local company, but also these, these bars, these protein bars are 
are the best. They legitimately, I, I swear to you guys, they taste like a candy bar. I was stunned when I had it for the first time. So check them out, guys. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Save yourself $10 off on your first order using the promo code Locked On. That's with BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, proud sponsor of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. Many of you listening to this podcast probably really don't know my background in sports media. I've been going at it for about a decade now. I work with the Zone Sports Network, and I'm proud to be with that company. I've been with them for, I think, six or seven years now. But before that, I got my start working in sports media, interning for Greg Rubel and KSL News Radio. Now, uh, you're probably wondering, okay, when did this start? Well, I happened to sign on to be work as an intern with Greg Rubel in the fall of 2010. Well, in the winter slash spring of 2011 was the era known as Jimmermania. Now, after my internship officially concluded at the end of fall semester that fall when I was a student at BYU in the early uh, part of the 2010s, I was, I was hired on as an associate producer to continue working on BYU basketball games, and I got thrown headlong into one of the craziest times of college basketball that I can ever remember before or since, and that was, of course, the furor that was around Jimmer Fredette when he absolutely just went out there and lit up opponent after opponent. Now, this week on the podcast, we've been talking, or last week on the podcast and continuing on into this week, we've been talking about greatest moments in BYU sports history. And I wanted to tell you guys and share with you guys when I believe that Jimmer Mania officially took off and when it really took hold and became a nationwide phenomenon. And that was the night that BYU went up to Utah uh, and just absolutely, Jim Fred absolutely obliterated the University of Utah. It was one of those nights that you'll never forget, and I won't forget it, even though I wasn't in the stadium for this game. I was working that night back in Broadcast House in downtown Salt Lake City, so just a few miles away from the Huntsman Center, uh, and this game Jimmer Fredette starts going off. You could see that things were going extremely well for him. And then Jimmer went and finished the half doing this. 50-42, to 42, BYU by 8 into Jimmer with 4 and with 3 and with 2. Jimmer from 40 feet. Got it! He got it! Oh! Maybe the greatest half of basketball ever for a BYU player. Big thanks to Greg Rubel and KSL Sports at that time. He's now working with BYU Radio officially, but had the call that night, and I was calling. I was cutting highlights from that game, and as soon as that shot went in, uh, and pulling back the curtain a little bit more on how radio and TV and broadcasting works, well, I heard Greg's call of that 40-plus foot three-pointer to finish the half, and uh, when it comes to delay on TV, I heard the live clean edit radio call from Gregor Bell, then looked up and watched on the TV as Jimmer went up, launched the shot, and it went down. So I heard it before I saw it. And that's just kind of how it goes in radio. Any of you who have had a background in how radio play-by-play and just radio production work, you understand that. But that night... All of a sudden, Jimmer Fredette became a nationwide phenomenon. He was on ESPN seemingly every other night with the latest exploits of what he did in a BYU uniform. And I know that he had some big games before this that season. Uh, you look back on that season overall for BYU. You had 32 points against South Florida, 24 against St. Mary's, 33 against Arizona, had 25 and a loss to UCLA. There were some big games. But that night, January 11th, when at Utah, he went off 47 points. All of a sudden, 
the nation really started taking note of what Jimmer Fredette was doing. He went on to a few weeks later a 42 and 43 point outings against Colorado State and San Diego State and just absolutely started obliterating people. New Mexico, that 52 point outing at home against the Lobos that people will not soon forget. But the night the Jimmer Mania really took hold of the nationwide consciousness, in my opinion, because that's when it really just started getting nuts. When I started working with Gregor Bell that season, I had no idea what I was in for. But after that night against the University of Utah, it almost became a nightly thing where Greg would send me an email from some nationwide media member, the who's who of national media, saying, hey, I need highlights of this. ESPN was reaching out, Fox Sports, even like normal news channels like a CNBC or just some of these cable news networks were saying, hey, uh, do you guys have radio calls of your guys' Jimmer Fredette coverage? And Greg would forward them on to me because I was sitting at his desk at Broadcast House in Salt Lake City, Utah, cutting up these highlights, and I had the highlight packages I had created. I would send these out to these national media members, and it just became literally every night it was, hey, Jake, I need this for this person. I need that for that person. And that's what I spent most of my time doing was sending out highlights of Jimmer for dead. So I became uh, very intimately acquainted with uh, Gregor Bell's calls of Greg- of Jimmer for senior season. And that night against the University of Utah is when it all began. You guys may disagree with that and feel free to disagree. That's what makes sports great because Jimmer had done great things, obviously, his junior season before that in the NCAA tournament. I think the nation kind of started taking note of him during that time. But what I'm talking about was when Jimmer Mania, when it just became Stuart Scott on SportsCenter was just talking about him. Kevin Durant tweeting out Jimmer Fredette's the greatest scorer in the world. All of the craziness that went on with, with Jimmer Mania, I think all culminated, or I guess not culminated, all began that night up on the hill at the Huntsman Center as Jimmer went off for 47 points. And obviously that 40-plus foot uh, three-pointer at the buzzer at the end of the first half was just the exclamation point on what was a marvelous first half. As you heard Mark Duran exclaiming that play-by-play call. And... It was it was one of the great moments in BYU sports history, no doubt. Jimmer went on to have some absolutely incredible outings down the stretch of that season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, with like I said, the 52 point outing against New Mexico against New Mexico, uh, just you can think back on that season, look back at some of the outings he had. But it really feels like that night at the University of Utah on January 11th, 2011, that's when Jimmer Mania firmly took hold and became a nationwide phenomenon and I'll never forget it just because it due to my work my 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 legitimate start in the business as they say here in sports media was Jimmer Fredette's senior year and what an introduction it was I will never forget it it was both the best of times and the worst of times and it was just marvelous it was so much fun to be involved with and it's never gotten tired for me in a decade since I haven't probably I have probably haven't been as intimately involved with one individual player of that magnitude since then but man that rush was unlike anything else and it was just absolutely so much fun to be a part of so hopefully you guys enjoyed that era of BYU basketball as much as I did but I thought it was a fun moment to start off this week as we continue to look back on great moments in BYU sports I think that's absolutely one of them all right coming up here in just a second we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news do need to talk about a BYU basketball Basketball note is San Diego State and BYU have signed a new home-and-home deal. We'll get to that here in just a second. 
Before we do that, though, do you need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at Telechris Plasma Resources in Provo. Now, you're probably wondering, what does Telechris do? Well, I can tell you this much. The plasma that Telechris collects goes into making life-saving medications for people with low immune systems, as well as plasma therapy for burn victims, as well as research into additional usages of plasma. Plasma therapy is actually being used right now to help combat the COVID-19 pandemic. And places like Telechris Plasma Resources need as many donors as they possibly can get. They are approved, quote, critical infrastructure by the, by the federal government. So you don't need to worry about stay-at-home orders and the like if you want to go donate plasma. You can go to these donation centers. They're taking the utmost care with everybody entering their facilities, making sure people are not sick when they go in to donate. They want to make sure that this plasma is able to help people and not hurt them. That's the biggest thing they're doing. Telechris is located at 651 Columbia Lane in Provo. You can give them a call at 801-377-1243, and they're open pretty much anytime you might be awake. They open about 5.30 a.m. Monday through Friday, close at 8.30 p.m. on those days. They're open on Saturdays from 5.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. They are closed on Sundays. They have absolutely everything taken care of for you guys. You can go in there, donate your plasma, and also get rewarded financially for it. A lot of people have been furloughed with the economic downturn due to COVID-19. This is an opportunity for you guys to put some more money back into your pocket. When I was a student at BYU, we just talked about the fact of what I did working in sports media. Well, guess what? didn't necessarily make ends meet, and I actually donated plasma for a long time during my time at BYU, and it helped put some money back into my pocket, and they want to do the same for you. New donors with Telecurse Plasma Resource, because Telechris Plasma Resources, excuse me, can earn up to $525 in their first, first month of donations. That's a significant amount of money. Return donors can make up to $475 a month as well. It's a sliding scale. The more you donate, the more money you make. And Telechris, like I said, they are like every other plasma resource center. They need your donations. So go visit them. 651 Columbia Lane in Provo. You can call them to learn more at 801-377-1243. Once again, Telechris Plasma Resources, a proud sponsor of Locked On Cougars, as well as the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, as we close out this Monday edition of the show, let's catch up on the other BYU news you need to know about. Gardner-Webb transfer Jose Perez was a guy that BYU basketball had made the final 10 of his recruiting uh, situation when it came to transfers. And it sounds like BYU is out of the mix for this young man. He announced a top five over the weekend that includes Memphis, Georgia Tech, Iowa State, Illinois, and Marquette. So it sounds like as a transfer from Gardner-Webb, he's got a little bit of stars in his eyes, thinks he can go to a higher level pro program in his mind than BYU but now BYU just soldiers on and tries to find a new graduate transfer guys like Jonah Antonio from UNLV are still firmly in the mix. BYU will continue to turn over every stone, to use that expression, when it comes to the transfer portal. They need to find some three-point shooting. Uh, I talked about last week on the podcast how I feel like, and I'm looking at their numbers, that they probably had one scholarship to give. It sounds like in talking with some people around the program, they could get up to two scholarships if needed. If they were able to find two guys they felt like were impact players, they feel like they could find space for two of them. And we'll see if that ultimately plays out. But I think the biggest thing for BYU right now is finding the right fit in terms of a 3 and D guy, a guy who can come in, hit three-pointers, and really D up on the defensive side of the ball, 
take on the uh, opposing team's best players on the perimeter and lock them up. I think that's kind of what BYU is in the market for now, and we'll see if it ultimately pl- pays out. Plays plays out, excuse me, as they hope it will, and we'll find out about that. The good news is is that BYU is another high-level opponent on their schedule for this season, and that is San Diego State. Uh, They finished this past season with a 30-2 overall record, ranked number 6 in the nation. Uh, They won the Mountain West regular season title before losing in the Mountain West Conference Championship to Sam Maryland, Utah State. Uh, They were on track to receive a number 2 seed in the 2020 NCAA Tournament. BYU in their own right was, what, number 16 in the final rankings in the USA Today poll, number 18 in the AP poll. Uh, They obviously had that absolutely marvelous game that they played in Provo in the early part of the season. San Diego State winning the thriller 76-71 without Yuli Childs on the court. Well, apparently both athletic departments liked it enough. Both basketball programs liked it enough. They have inked a new home-and-home deal. The first meeting of this will be December 1st, 2020 at Viejas Arena in San Diego. The second game will be played in the Marriott Center during the 2021-2022 season. I think this is a marvelous series. I would like to see BYU continue to schedule a program like San Diego State because both of them are Western powerhouses and they absolutely need the the pub that comes from a high-level opponent like both of these are for one another. And they've played some great games in their series history. We talked about Jimmer Fredette in the last segment uh, talking about what he did in a BYU uniform. You can think back to some of the marvelous outings he had against San Diego State and then uh, then San Diego State star Kawhi, Le- Kawhi-, Kawhi Legend, Kawhi Leonard uh, during that era of Mountain West basketball. But San Diego State and BYU, a long story tradition in basketball. I think this is a great series to have on the books. Not hard to travel to San Diego if BYU fans want to get down there. There's a ton of BYU fans in Southern California to begin with. And I think this is a great deal to have both of these great programs on the docket scheduled to play each other over the next two seasons once again. So there you go. Catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Look, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked on Cougars. Love to get your guys' thoughts on the podcast. Want to do a Twitter Tuesday mailbag tomorrow. If you guys have some questions, so please send those in now. You can do that via social media. You also can email the show anytime, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. And I want to make sure you guys know about our Fan Fridays we're going to be doing here for the foreseeable future. Last week, we talked with Blair Red. He's a coach at Bonneville High School here in the state of Utah, a lifelong BYU fan. If you guys would like to be involved and be a featured guest host on our Fan Fridays edition of the podcast, reach out now. We will get you scheduled, get you on the docket. Don't need to do anything other than have a Zoom account or a Google Hangouts account. We can do this. We can do this remotely. Make sure we're staying at home, staying safe, and not trying to get each other uh, in in trouble uh, in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic and the like. So that's something to keep an eye out for as well. As Fan Fridays coming up here on the podcast, if you'd like to be involved with that, feel free to reach out. But like I said, looking for some Twitter Tuesday questions for the podcast tomorrow. So feel free free to send those in now let us know what you want to know about in terms of BYU sports and we'll get those answered on tomorrow's podcast remember that today's show has been brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and save yourself up to $10 not save yourself up to $10 save yourself 
$10 on your first order. Local company here in the state of Utah, BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on. Save yourself $10. As well as make sure to check out our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources in Provo as well. They need your donations. I can't reiterate how important it is that you guys, if you have the means and the ability to do so, go donate your plasma and allow Talacris to reward you financially for doing so. Have a great rest of your Monday. Thanks again for taking the time to download this show. Make sure to follow us on Spotify. Hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts and feel free to weigh in with your thoughts anytime, guys. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 4th, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.